Hello, hello, Aisha Grove here, the host of the Encouraged Overcomer podcast. I just want to say welcome. I'm so glad that you showed up today. You are here and ready for this discussion, and I'm excited for you to walk away encouraged. Hey there. Today, we are talking about coming out of depression. We've all had moments when we feel lonely, sad, discouraged, anxious even. And depression can happen to the best of us. The word depression means feelings of severe dejection or despondency. And those words mean sad, dispirited, loss of hope, discouraged. For me, I can think back to a couple years ago when... I had just gotten out of a serious relationship and it was like there was no closure. I was moving from one part of the U.S. to another part, starting a new job, getting closer to my family. And it was a lot of change and transitions to where... I don't think I truly dealt with the feelings that I was feeling inside. I felt rejected. I felt alone. I felt let down. I felt like I wasn't enough or that I did something wrong, that it was my fault. And I started talking down to myself like I didn't deserve love or no one would ever love me or I can never love anyone else again. And it was one of those things where the thoughts just started spiraling out of control. And I didn't even really share it with people. And I kept it to myself. I ended up isolating myself. And before I knew it, it was like I could barely eat. I was working out, but I couldn't even get through workouts. And I was a four o'clock in the morning person. To this day, I still am. And it hit me so hard that I was sleeping like 12 or more hours and still feeling tired and feeling like I just didn't have the motivation or the energy to get through the day. Have you ever felt this way? If so, you're not alone. I thought I was alone though. I was in my own thoughts. And so I want to share with you today just some stages that could take place when you're going through depression. Also, I want to share a story in the Bible with one of the prophets that we know so well who also went through depression and then what we could do to get out of those feelings of depression. So first let's talk about the stages. So the stages, when you start to feel anxiety or you feel anxious, you feel overwhelmed, then it starts to like, feel like your world is crashing down on you and you're completely out of control. Like you don't have control over a situation. You feel helpless. You feel vulnerable. 
and you just don't know how to cope. And it's one of those things where like, you're not yourself. You just start getting, feeling afraid or worried. And so first you can have anxiety kick in and overwhelm. And then, then you start to overcompensate. For me, I was one of those people's like, I was like, you're not depressed. You got this. You need to get your, your, your stuff together. You need to do what you're supposed to do. And I was just like, almost yelling at myself or punishing myself to get it together. And I thought, not me, like, I can't be depressed because I'm just not that kind of person. I've always been a people person, talking to people, the life of the party, so to speak, having a good time. And I didn't want to just believe it. I was in denial. And so what I did was I just kept myself busy. I was running around, doing a hundred things, what I would call multitasking, but you're not really getting anything done. You're just busy to be busy. But then when I was having moments where I was like alone and just faced with the fact that like I really wasn't getting anything done and feeling like a failure, I would just break down into tears. I remember being at work and my coworker and I were having a conversation and she was just like, Hey, how's it going? I was just, and I was just telling her like, you know, I'm honestly, I'm not okay. I'm having a hard time and I don't, it's one of those times where like, I don't know how to get out of it. And it's making me emotional right now because I just, I can remember the feeling, the way that I felt. And she looked at me and said, Aisha, do you realize that you just had a lot of life changes happen to you? in a short period of time and you went through loss and I don't think that you've ever truly grieved over it. Have you taken the time to just like feel it, to let yourself feel what you're feeling? And I was like, no, I got to be strong. I got to be there for my daughter. I've got to push through. I've got to get it together. I just can't shake it for some reason. And she's like, I think you're going through delayed grief. And she told me like, you should probably, you know, see your doctor And just make sure that everything's okay with you, you know, internally. And um, so I did. Now, I went to my doctor and I took all of these tests and I was just like, I don't know what's wrong with me. And, you know, went through blood work and things like that. And... I was just trying to figure out, like, what in the world was wrong with me. During 
that time of going to the doctor because I was like, I'm into health and wellness and I'm just like, I should be okay. But I was putting on weight. Like I said, I just, it was a struggle to get through the day. And so I was like embarrassed. I was like, why I'm, I'm here in the state that I'm in and I shouldn't be here. And I remember just like feeling like such a failure. And I don't really know why other than the fact that like, I think it just hit me hard and I was taken off guard with everything that was going on. But also like, I just had waves of grief coming through. And I tried to push it aside until it was like in my face. And I'm glad. I'm glad that I went to the doctor. I'm glad that I did get blood work because I was able to see things that I needed to change within my own body, which I did. Um, But also during that stage, I was so sad and felt so lonely that even though I could find moments of laughter and even though I showed up to work and even though I was, you know, okay in the eyes of the people around me, I was just dying inside. I was like, what in the world is this? And so I started to isolate myself. So isolation is another stage. So you've got your anxiety, you've got overcompensating, you've got isolation. And I didn't want to be around anyone. And I didn't want anyone to see me or to talk to me because I was unhappy with myself, frankly. And I just was like, I shouldn't be around people. I was punishing myself for the things that were going on in my life. And the another stage is pity or blame. I started just talking about like, you know, I thought this was the person I was supposed to be with, like, what is wrong with me? And I had gone through depression before, after my divorce and got through that. And so I thought this should not happen ever again. And I was faced with it once again. And so I started to feel pity or blame for myself. And it was just one of the worst feelings. And so if you're somebody who's going through this, Or you're someone, maybe you're not even going through it, but you know someone who's going through it, through depression. I want to make sure that you're aware that just because somebody is going through depression doesn't mean that they should be all of these things I said. They could be one of the things, they could be all of the things, they could be two of the things, like going through the stages, um, they could be good at hiding it. They could be busy. When I said overcompensating that whole multitasking, they are like working because they're like, 
I shouldn't be feeling these feelings. I need to be moving. I need to be doing, 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 working, working, working. And so from other people, the outside looking in, that person seems to be okay. If my friend didn't have that deep conversation with me, I most likely wouldn't have opened up. I would have kept it to myself. And so just because someone looks a certain way on the outside does not mean that they are not going through depression. Just because they smile and they laugh and they have these little windows of joy or expression of happiness that does not mean that they are not going through depression. And so I I just want to be clear with that because there's this misconception that if you are going through depression that you are it's visible to people that the people in your life could tell. And that's not always the case. So I just wanted to share that and um there's a little sidebar here be kind to everyone because everyone's going through a tough time you never know what the person next to you is going through i don't know what you're going through today i don't know what your struggles are i don't know what might be causing you to feel less than or have a low moment even It doesn't even have to be depression. It can be a low moment and these low moments happen more frequently and then it just starts to continue and build momentum and then depression just hits you like a rock and you're like, how did I get here? So it's not something that you can just shake yourself out of. So just make sure that you're aware of that and you are very cautious in dealing with people that say that they feel depressed or they have depression and you are listening to them and you are also telling them hey go to your doctor like you're you're also recommending that they go and get help because you never know when that depression can turn into darker thoughts now We talked through the stages and I want to share with you the story of the prophet Elijah because Elijah was a very strong prophet and in 1 Kings chapter 19, it talks about how he struggled with depression And it's crazy because you would never think that because it's like, this is Elijah. This is one of God's right-hand men. Elijah was on the run from Jezebel because he killed a lot of false prophets and he was trying to get away from her. She was after him. She was ready to kill him. And he ran. He was hiding, and when he went in hiding, he was so stressed, he was so depressed and anxious that he prayed for death. He prayed for God to just kill him, just take my life. 
And sometimes depression, it can get to that point. And we don't treat it seriously enough where people say it. And sometimes the word is thrown around flippantly and people try to prescribe medications and things like that. And it's just like, you you don't know. You don't know what the person is truly feeling inside. And so take that seriously. Elijah, he isolated himself. He went into hiding. He prayed for death. He started to complain and to tell God, like, I'm the only one serving you, God. Like, and have pity on himself and you know it's interesting because when he went to God when when he went in his hiding God said Elijah what are you doing here God knew the reason he was there he was not unaware and Elijah just spilled out his heart to God And he shared exactly what was going on. And there were some things that happened that help us to take note on some steps that can help when we are having feelings of depression or we're in depression. Now, this is just my own insight. I don't want you to think like I'm a doctor or anything like that, but... I'm going to share what helped me and also some things that we can learn from Elijah in the Bible from his story. Also, David went through depression. He has so many verses and Psalms where he's like crying out to God and just feeling so low. And so... When you think that you're alone or that you're having these feelings and you're the only one, you're definitely not alone. The first tip that I will give is to slow down and breathe. Psalm 4610 says, be still and know that I am God. If you're feeling depressed today, just sit In the presence of God. And slow down. Don't try to brush over your feelings or over the things that are going on in your life or in your heart. Just be still for a moment and breathe. Be present in the moment that you have. The second thing that I would say is talk to someone about how you're feeling. For Elijah, it was God. He cried out to God. He was not afraid to say exactly what was on his mind. And I have here the first Psalm 34, verse 17 and 18. It says, The righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth delivereth them out of their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. 
He's not far away. He's not over here and somewhere else taking care of other people. He's right there near and dear to the brokenhearted. You are going to want to suppress your feelings. And when you talk about your feelings to God and to someone else, so I would suggest that you talk to God about your feelings, but also that you go to someone else. And I mean, I would suggest it's a professional But also sometimes you have a close person that you trust that you can speak to about things. But sometimes it goes deeper and deeper and deeper and you need to get to the root cause. And so somebody who has a background in this can help you draw out those things. So don't undermine going to get help in this area and talk to someone. The next tip that I have is to journal. Write down your feelings. Don't just talk about your feelings, but write them down. Write down what you're feeling. Write down why you're feeling it. Write down what's happening. Like what's coming up as you're feeling it so that when it happens the next time, you can be aware and you can acknowledge like, This is what is happening. I'm going through these stages and you can get to the heart of the problem quicker. And also you can get back to being yourself a lot quicker. So journal, write it down. The next thing is get out in nature. Now, this one, I love nature and any chance I get truly it helps me to feel centered I I go and I get myself out there in nature because I just want to be present and I want to see God's creation and I want to see animals and just the water and the trees and listen and it just my heart instantly just seems so much fulfilled so much happier and so I would say get out in nature the next tip is read your bible and pray the bible says that the bible is the sword of the spirit. And you need that sword. You need that sword to protect your spirit and also to give you the strength that you need to go on and pray. And sometimes when you're going through depression, I've been there where I don't have the words to pray and sometimes I just cry cry out to God I just I don't know what else to say and that's okay God hears your tears so talk to him whatever that looks like for you in whatever way the next thing I put is listen to hymns 
I love the verse in the Bible that talks about singing in psalms and hymns and it just makes me instantly feel more connected to God and to feel better. And I don't know if you have any favorite hymns, but I mean like just getting away from like this music that is just like loud and just like aggressive and taking a moment to just like let me just go back to the old school hymn and just let it cleanse my soul. It was incredible when when Saul was full of bitterness and anger. David came and played the harp for him and sang. And it cheered his spirits up. Music can do a world of difference when you're not feeling so great. The thing that, one of the things that Elijah did was he rest. He rested. He, it said um, that he went to sleep again. He went to rest again. It said that he ate food. If you're depressed and you've been denying yourself food and punishing yourself, go get something to eat. Take the time to fill your belly. And that doesn't mean just go and eat. It means get back to as much of a normal routine as you possibly can. Take a shower. Get out of bed and make your bed. Like these things that make you feel like, okay, I'm living, I'm doing something and it would make you feel a lot better. And when you choose to eat, eat whole foods. Try to eat something that is going to benefit your body and make you feel like you're nourishing your body, you're being good to yourself. Because a lot of times when we feel depressed, we start this negative self-talk. We start like just self-hatred, self-criticism. We're complaining. We're not happy with ourselves. And so like taking the time to have compassion towards yourself is so important. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself grace. And um, so I I will say that as well. That was actually one of the points was to be kind to yourself. Give yourself grace. And know that this is a process. And do what you need to do as many times as you need to do it. But with grace, ease into it. And before you know it, you will start feeling a lot better. One of the things that you'll hear me say a lot is if you're feeling really, really low and you're like, I don't even know why I'm here and just like, I'm not feeling it. I don't want to be around anyone is to do something for someone else. Our soul is meant to give. It is meant to to want to see other people happy, to desire that. 
So when you come back to that and you connect in that way, you are taking steps to really heal your soul. So again, the tips that I've mentioned, slow down and breathe. Talk to someone about what you're feeling and talk to God. Journal. Get in nature. Read your Bible and pray. Listen to hymns and psalms. Rest. Get some sleep. Be kind to yourself. Eat and get to a normal routine as soon as possible and as often as possible. And do something for someone else. It will make you feel better. It's not a quick fix. This isn't something that instantly you're going to be like, yes, my depression is gone. I can't tell you the day. I can't tell you the time. I can't tell you the place. But I know that if you keep making that effort, that consistent effort, and you just, you change what you can, you let the rest go, and you give it to God, and it is, it is going to do a world of difference. Again, this is me speaking as a person who has gone through depression in my own way. There may be things that I haven't mentioned that you're like, well, I experienced this, this, and this, and this, and she didn't say any of those things. Or I don't feel like that at all when I go through it. I I don't know. But my goal is to help pull people out of dark places. And I want to encourage you to reach out. I'm here. I am a coach. I'm here to help those who have big dreams. They want to do great things for God and their life. And they may be going through something right now, but they know that that's not the end of their story. And they're ready to live life to their fullest potential that God has for them. I'm cheering for you, friend. I'm here for you. And if you know someone who is dealing with depression and maybe they're keeping it inside or they know someone else who's dealing with it, please share this episode. Please, we are here to uplift, encourage, and make this world a better place and shine the light of Jesus. Thank you for joining me today. And above all else, stay encouraged.
Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If this was valuable to you, please be sure to leave a review. Hit that subscribe button so that you are notified when the next episode launches. And also be sure to share this with someone you love. If you are looking for more resources on how to stay encouraged, please click the link in the description and I'll be happy to serve you. I'm looking forward to the next time. Stay encouraged.